Hey friends, welcome to the Love Intently podcast, where each week I bring you relationship experts, inspiring couples, and first-class relationship thought leaders from around the world. I'm on a mission to explore what exactly makes love last and to empower a generation to have strong relationships. I'm your host, Sophie Kwok, the chief love enthusiast who believes that relationships are the most important part of our lives. And if you're looking to build a stronger relationship or to take a proactive approach towards love, loveintently.com hosts an array of articles, podcasts, resources, and love tips to help you build and keep strong relationships. I am so glad you're here. Let's get started. Welcome back, Love Intently Tribe. This episode is super special because we have Brandon and Ashley Hill. They are near and dear friends of mine who have some of the most hilarious and best stories. Brandon is also the awesome friend who did the first episode with me where I share my story and the why behind Love Intently. And I just particularly appreciate my friendship with them because Ashley and I are super similar in personality type in both Myers-Briggs and Enneagram. We're also both only children, which we'll dive into all that later. But let's just say that they give me a really good perspective of myself and how to better navigate through the minutia of life and just processing through my own emotions and and how I see the world. They got married pretty young and they share how they've grown together through their career and life changes. Brandon Hill is a phenomenal storyteller, photographer, videographer, and thought leader, and Ashley works at the Thinkery as a school and gallery experience manager. They are incredible people who share their journey of getting out of debt. They literally ate red beans and rice for like six months to a year, career changes, pursuing their passions, and being married to the opposite personality type. They're both constantly seeking growth and loving people well, which, well, I love. And our conversations were incredible with lots of laughs, some tears, practicals, and heart. And we decided to split this into two parts. In this part one, they share their story of meaning, giving each other tattoos, writing music together, and diving deep into the Enneagram and how it transformed how they understand each other and themselves. And in part two, we'll talk about how they got out of debt and entrepreneurship and how they've navigated through their faith evolving. And I also want to say that you might notice a slight difference in quality on this episode as I lost track of the mic on my side when we recorded this. I know, I'm so sorry. You can still hear me pretty well, but it's just not as crisp as normal. So just know that it's a one-time thing. Thank you so much for your grace. So without further ado, here is our conversation. We met pretty young. I was in middle school. You were in high school. Let's just clarify for everybody. You were an eighth grader. I was a sophomore. Yeah, it wasn't sixth and twelfth. Yes. <laughs> but two, two, yeah, two years apart. We met on an Easter Sunday at church. Um, I had like grown up like in and out of like Catholic and Baptist church. Like that's how my parents were raised. And so then like came high school and my mom was like, we got to get you into church because high school are formative years for you. And so that we met at youth group and 
then whenever Brandon moved into high school, we went to the same high school together. And so mm-hmm. we were just became best friends through youth group and through going and taking classes together at school. Um, I had a massive crush on him forever, told him twice. And both times he was like, nope, I just want to stay friends. So I was young and scared. <laughs> Dang, you were ahead and of the stupid. curve. Uh, first yeah. move. <laughs> yes, I was. Well, both times, I don't know if we can say ahead of the curve, because both times I told you through stick figure drawings. Like I couldn't like put words to what was going on in my head and in my heart. So I literally had to draw it out do you on a napkin. Both places? Yes, I do. I think I remember both. One of them was the burger place downtown. Yes. Was the other one IHOP? Yes, it okay. was. Free pancake day on I oh, at free IHOP. Um, and I drew it on a napkin. Wait, how did you draw it? What was the stick figure? The stick figure was basically me. And me. With my glasses and a ponytail, and then Brandon. And, and like in between us, I like drew like a thought bubble. And my like thought, hands or yeah, on my side, my thought bubble was like a heart with a question mark. And so I was like, what do you think? Are you the same? <laughs> oh, you like drew my thought bubble? Yes. And I was like, Fill what it is in this? Uh, yes. What did I, what did I, did I draw? You did not draw on it. You did the first time. We actually still have the napkins. Like, oh my isn't God. that ridiculous? Okay. Yeah, I have to send you a picture. We're going to add it to the show notes. This is amazing. <laughs> Yes. And the first time you did like process your feelings through drawing it out on the napkins and it looks like somebody took a permanent marker and just scribbled like, you know, like those. Like that's what I did or I wrote so much that it became. No, no, you just scribbled. (laughs) I just scribbled? You just scribbled. What does that mean? I think you were saying things like me and you and you just kept drawing back and forth back and forth back and forth back and forth and you're talking and talking but drawing and drawing uh, and so like i still do <laughs> exactly so it just looks like a big blob of permanent marker but yeah both times you just basically said that you wanted us to stay best friends and didn't want to risk it yeah. being something different i think so. i was i was slow and a little stupid but i also think that that was God's grace. And if we had dated at that point when I was that slow and stupid, it probably wouldn't have been good. So Yeah, no, that's probably true. So that's it's a little it's a little true. sorry, not sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm totally what happened fine. the second time? Well, the second time he shot me down again, saying like, Nope, we're not gonna do that. And so then I like took a lot of time processing with my friends at the time and figuring out because this can't just keep going on of us spending every moment with each other, but not actually being in a relationship. And so I finally put my foot down and was like, we cannot have a platonic friendship because it just doesn't exist for us, or at least doesn't exist for me right now. That I am thinking of you in this way and I feel these things for you. And so I can't be around you in one-on-one settings. Like we have to, just stick to business and just go to church together, you know? Lead worship together. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah, just do that. That and, wasn't going to happen. And Brandon was like, okay, yeah, sure, fine, whatever. <laughs> like, thought nothing of it. And then it took you, like, another month of, like, yeah, I miss Ashley. Right? I don't want to speak for you. I don't want to speak I'm, for you. I get fuzzy on the timeline. I remember January and I remember March. Yeah. That's 
Yeah. I know those uh, those big moments, but I don't remember when you talked with your friends and I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I was oblivious to a lot of it. So, will you guys share the tattoo story? Oh my gosh. <laughs> because I think that's so good. Oh, that was Mark. I don't know if my mom has even heard this story. Okay. Oh. <laughs> it's exclusive. We won't share it. We'll make sure it gets shared to everyone but her. <laughs> Uh, So that was March when I finally got smart and realized it was worth the risk, worth the chance to see if this could go somewhere. Um, But I decided to get really risky. And first, I was going to go ask her out at Enchanted Rock. We drove out there. I remember the CD we were listening to, the CD we were listening to, and the line was so long that it was gonna be hours for us to get in. And I got so frustrated and I was so sad because I knew what I was gonna do. You had no idea. Um, so I ended up turning around and we decided to go to the Capitol, which I'm glad we did that. Yeah. Um, so we go to the Capitol lawn and like set out a picnic. And we had talked about the week before, or I had been researching how to do a prison tat. And <laughs> so we lay out the picnic and I pull out some India ink and a needle and a lighter. And she's like, what? And I'm like, want to do tattoos? And she finally, no, at first you're like, no. Yeah. Well, so like the week leading up, I was like, yeah, let's get tattoos. And then when you brought the ink out, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't know if I want it anymore. I don't know. I don't know. And, um, and I finally said, well, I don't want to give a tattoo to just anybody. I'd want to give a tattoo to my girlfriend. And five seconds later, when that hit you, you were like, give me the tattoo. Yes, yes. And so as the sun went down, we tattooed each other's ankles. And at some point, we switched from a needle to a guitar string. I think you did mine with a guitar string. And so we have these really janky, faded, black-blue tattoos on our ankles. From, uh, it's from just, eight years ago. It's just little clusters of dots, basically. <laughs> yeah. is what it looks if you like. look closely, it's not lines, it's dots. Yeah. Wait, what did you guys end up giving yourselves? So mine is a little cross. Yeah, and mine says pure. And it was supposed to be a font, but it, it's not really a font. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's just dots. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that was March 19th of 2010. And March 19th, 2011 was our wedding day. So one year from asking her out to being married. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, how did you ask her to marry you? And when did you know you wanted to ask? Mm-hmm. I knew I knew by May because that was when I said I love you. Um, and for me, that was a big deal to like say I love you. That kind of meant to me like I'm pretty sure this is going all the way. And uh, and it was September that I proposed. Mm-hmm. We were doing music at the time, like. That was kind of our life and why we, it was our excuse to get together was we would write and perform songs. And so at one of our shows, I Facebook messaged all of our friends and family and said, I'm going to propose at the show. Don't tell Ashley, but be there. And so we had put together 10 or 12 songs and made a CD. And so that was going to be our CD release show. And so (laughs) Ashley... So Ashley thinks that all of these people are showing up for our CD release. And she's like, no way. There's usually 15 people at our show. (laughs) And there's 150 people here today. She's like, they're excited about our CD. (laughs) Nobody cared. (laughs) And and so she didn't know what was going to happen. And so he proposed to me through a song, basically. Like, he wrote a song that was telling our story, basically, of um, being friends in high school and then 
kind of growing up together. And the last like part of the song was, will you make my dreams come true? And then that was when you proposed. Yeah. It was awesome. We yeah. were kids though. We were kids. We were kids. I had just turned 20. Yeah. And I was 21. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so it's been seven years, Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Another thing to tell our audience is what's your personality typing? Like, where are you guys both in that? On the Enneagram? On the Enneagram, Myers-Briggs, all those things. Yeah, yeah all we're, the things. Whatever the test is, we're the opposite. <laughs> yes. So I'm ESFP. I'm INTJ. And and we did Finder, and we were opposite on those, and we did, you know, Myers-Briggs. Um, but the one that really, like, shook us up in a good way was Enneagram and uh, so I'm a five and I'm a two and what does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) It means we're double opposites according to the Enneagram. When we read about how those two relate it's like you're double opposites of course we are. Yes Um, but can you remind me what the double opposite is? I just I only ever remember that I'm feeling and you're thinking. You're feeling I'm thinking you're kind of dependent and latch on I'm withdrawing and pull away. That's what the other part is. So so yeah, it's uh, for me, it means I like to be alone a lot. Um, I'm very much in my head. I like to figure things out. I try to understand the world, and that's what kind of makes me feel like I belong or have a place and I'm safe in it. You could care less about that. <laughs> yeah, I care so much about my relationships. I feel like those are the things that define me and bring me value and purpose in life. So I care more about how are people feeling and what is my role in helping them feel better or whatever the moment calls for, you know? Um, And how can I be there to help them and be that helper in that way, yeah. Okay, so how did you guys discover the Enneagram? When did you discover it? And how has it evolved or how has it impacted your marriage since? Uh, we discovered it, or I guess I discovered it as I do most things through a podcast or reading a book. And I remember the couch we were sitting on, we were listening to a podcast that described all of the numbers. And then we stopped it and we like debriefed, like, what is your number? Like, are, do you know what you are? I think I know what I am. And I knew pretty quickly that I was a five. And for me, it was like this breath of fresh air of like, oh my gosh, all the things that I'm feeling and thinking and the ways that I wonder, does anybody else think this? Like, there are other people in the world that experience the world this way. And that was like, like I felt like my shoulders could relax and I was like, okay, this is a thing and now I can work on what this means. You didn't know yours at first. So yeah, when I heard the two and Brandon was like, I'm pretty sure this is you. um, I was like, yeah, I don't think so. And when I heard the seven, oh my gosh, I was just bawling my eyes out because I felt like that's it. That's the life that I am aspiring to, to be carefree, to be positive, to be joyful, to be spontaneous, to just like go with the flow, whatever moment um, is like presenting itself in life. And it took me several months to realize, well, actually that, the motivation of the seven isn't my motivation. Even though I think that lifestyle is so attractive, it's because I feel so weighed down by my feelings, the feelings of others. And so I can't be as carefree 
as the seven is. Like, I want to be, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's such a silly story, but I it's how I realized I was a two was I was picking up dog poop and we were living with my brother and sister-in-law and I'm back there picking up dog poop for what feels like an hour. (laughs) And I finally just, it hits me like that. The entire hour that I've been picking up dog poop, I've been thinking to myself, I wish somebody would come out here and see what I'm doing for them. Um, And once I like that thought, like I kind of paused and was like, whoa, that's the thought that I've been thinking this entire time helped me realize that's my motivation of why I do things is because I, I do things for others so that they will then see what I'm doing for them and love me for the things that I'm doing for them. Um, and then that's kind of where it's just been ongoing of peeling apart all those layers of what the heck is going on in my mind and my decision-making and subconsciously that I'm not even aware of uh, when it comes to my relations and uh, things like that, yeah. Mm -hmm. So how has that impacted how you guys relate to each other, knowing that Brandon's a five and knowing that Ashley's a two? How has that transformed how you guys understand each other? At, at, at the beginning, there was a, I was really horrible about it because you basically were really vulnerable with me in saying, hey, this is my number. Now you can know what's constantly going on in my oh head and my, my heart. Oh my gosh, yes. I and I just took that and kind of like shoved it back in your face and was just like, you're doing it again. Are you doing that so that I love you? Are you trying to earn things? by you? And I was like, yep. I didn't know how to handle that sensitive of information Mm -hmm. um and so it was not i was not good at it at first and i feel like i was doing the same thing back to you in a way when i would just push back to you of like you're doing it again you're wanting to know all the (laughs) answers you're wanting to be right you're like constantly shoving it in my face that you're right and so we did have this like you know peeling back the veil was like, oh my gosh, this is what I'm married to. And it was kind of this turbulent adjusting to really understanding what drove you as a person. And for me too, like understanding ourselves was hard. Um, But I think it's been a lot, like it's been good, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, no, it has been good. I think it is just like, even back then, you know, I want to be, let me start over. I want to label what it was like those first couple of months as like sloppy and like messy. But then I think about what happened in our conversation this morning and it's like, it's still sloppy and messy. Yeah. You know, even though we are much better at understanding each other and ourselves and being able to um, put words to it and talk about it clearly, we're still fumbling around how does it work together, yeah. you know? Um, and how do we allow grace for each other Um, but at the same time, how do we support each other to move past, you know, some of those points that are, and I think that's like been one of the best things is to one, just know where you're at, where I'm at like this. I have this obsessive need to figure things out before I feel secure and that's where I'm at. And like, try to not judge that for me, you try not me and I try to judge how you kind of compulsively do for us others so that they'll love you in return. And just like, that's where we're at. 
but then it also shows us like our path forward. Like mm-hmm. now I know and you know what like growth looks like for me and what growth looks like for you. And and that's been really helpful. And like for me realizing that as I grow, I will be more open with my like my physical presence. I won't like conserve my energy so much. I'll be more vulnerable emotionally. And like you naturally reinforce those things in me. Mm-hmm. Like when you see that, you praise it, you say, oh my gosh, this is amazing. But for you, like growing looks like actually being in touch with what you need and not just doing what I want all the time. Mm-hmm. And it looks like standing up for yourself and taking time to yourself. And those are things that I don't naturally reinforce because I love it when it's like, hey, what do we want to watch for Netflix? And she's like, whatever you want. I love that. But like, I've learned that for her growth looks like, what do I, what does Ashley want? Yeah. And her taking the time to figure that out and stating it and being really, for her, what it feels like risky and saying, this is what I want and I'm scared to say it because you might not love me in return. Even though that's crazy, that's how it feels to her. Yeah. And if I wasn't aware of that, I would probably shut it down. And she would, you know, think, this is why I don't do this because Brandon doesn't love me when I say what I want. Yeah. Um, but now I know to reinforce those things. I know to look for them and like kind of praise them when you yeah. when you do those things. And so it's been really helpful to know like, okay, this is where you're at. This is why you do these things. This is why I do these things. And, and then know like what is our path forward towards yeah. growth. We have something super exciting to share with you. Our love personality quiz is released this week and you can find it at loveintently.com or by texting love to 33222, which will text you the link directly. We created this love personality quiz because it helps build self-awareness, but also empathy and understanding of your partner. And at the end of the quiz, if you enter your information, we'll send you love tips based on your love personalities a couple times a week. It's all completely free right now, and it's our gift to you. And of course, you can opt out whenever. And again, you can find it at loveintently.com or by texting LOVE to 33222. Thanks so much for spending time with us. Your time is so precious, and we'd love to hear your feedback. So let us know what you think. What have been some ahas that you've had, Ashley, in helping or supporting Brandon in growth in that? Hmm. I'm gonna have to think about that for a second. Okay. You do a lot, though. Like what? I feel like... (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you give me that, like, that in and out kind of movement. Like, I usually hang back, listen, observe, and then I'll come in and be like, now I have a whole lot to say. And you like give me that space to retract and that space to come in. And mm-hmm. like what you say, I speak in paragraphs. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's one of the many ways that I feel like you do that well. I feel, and this I think is often, I don't know if this is something that maybe you also can resonate with, mm-hmm. Sophie. But a lot of times I, I really struggle to think about what am I doing that's really good for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I'm doing a lot of things for other people and I can like look back at the tasks that I've done. But when I think about like what is my value in your life, I can't really name it. Um, or what is it that I contribute to that's betterment 
for you. I don't really know. And so, like, when you ask, like, what is that aha moment of, like, how I can support Brandon? It's like, gosh, I really can't put to words what am I doing that's better for him or that is good for him and supporting him because I'm just not good at reflecting on myself, you know? Mm-hmm. And you also find, I think you naturally find a lot of your value in like what you do yeah, and like being able to put a name to like, I did this, this, and this yes. for you. Yes. So will you love me? <laughs> and, right. And, no, absolutely. And I don't think like, I think a lot of marriage is beautiful because it's not, a list of mm-hmm. I did these things for you you did these for me mm-hmm. therefore we're in love or you know therefore yeah. we're doing enough you know and mm-hmm. I think that's something that's that's hard for you to realize the value you bring without doing anything you know yeah like just being you yeah but that's super foreign yeah to how I think about things yeah. and so it's really tough so I don't know you do a lot just by being it frustrates me and it grows me and it's beautiful and it's terrible and all the things. <laughs> just by being Yeah, here. I'll just be the project that you get to like work out your <laughs> your growth on, I feel like. It's what it ends up being. That's <laughs> what it feels like sometimes. But Yeah. Man, as a two, I definitely do resonate with a lot of that. And I think I've had to take steps back on a lot of things since discovering the Instagram, which was honestly only like four or five months ago. Oh yeah. Wow. Into it. Um, and I've had to take steps back when I start doing things for people. Like why mm. am I actually doing this? And where's mm-hmm. my heart in it? Because what is so hard about being a two is a lot of times we get praised for our unhealth. Yeah. Mm. Um, a lot of the times us serving people is what is considered good in the church Mm -hmm. are us endlessly trying to be selfless when in actuality in the back of our heads in our subconscious we're doing it to get love yeah um which isn't even like that's what we're taught we should is the greatest of them all is what matters most and so there's even parts of that that feel like the church has really acknowledged and affirms the things that we do. So yeah. I yeah. completely resonate in that. I can't even imagine uh, being married and discovering these things for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's a whole other. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's been you were super. sad to realize you were too at first. Oh yeah. I was super brokenhearted. Um, and even sometimes still am like ashamed of it, you know, Asha- like for a while there, I felt like I was falling into, you know, just a mild depression as far as, well, are any of my relationships actually real mm-hmm. if they only exist because of all the things I was doing for them? Mm-hmm. And just feeling like I was being a fake friend. Mm-hmm. Um, or then here recently, like the thoughts that I've been feeling this just within this past week um, are like, do I even know who I actually am? And does anybody actually truly know who I am? Mm-hmm. Or do they only know who I've presented as a person that I think they need, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So it is hard. It is hard. It's really funny because I had the complete opposite reaction to you with the seven. Like, oh, really? I was originally typed as that. And I was like, no, I work so hard <laughs> to feel pain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah, that was one of the things that you realized. You're like, no, I definitely can sit with pain. Yes. So that was, you're like, I don't think I'm a seven. Right. Yeah. 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 Maybe there needs to be more stick figures drawings. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Process the emotions. Yes. Oh my gosh. I feel like that's been something that's been huge for me to realize here recently is how much I am a verbal processor. Mm-hmm. And I need to talk things through. I can't just sit and think. Um, I mean, I don't like saying that word that I can't because I totally can, but it's very hard for me. Um, And so if I do need to sit and think if I'm in a space where I really can't verbally process, I've been doing this thing where it feels really awkward and I'm sure it looks really silly. Do I know? Yeah, because I've done it, and I think maybe you're getting used to it. (laughs) But I say, give me 30 Uh, seconds, and I'll let you know. And I go into another room by myself so that I can literally, like, be in solitude to try to think and really focus on what do I want? What do I want? What do I want? Because it doesn't come naturally to you. Exactly. To feel what do I want. You just so quickly... What do you want, Brandon? What do you want other people in with? Well, and even, like, if people are asking me, like, Ashley, what do you want? Literally, just me sitting beside your presence, I am, like, scanning, scanning, scanning you up and down. What does he actually want? Because that's what I want to do. I want to please him. So even if he's not going to tell me what he wants, I am going to try to come up with in my head what I think he wants, and that's what I'll suggest. So it's not even what I actually want. You know, I literally can't be physically around you because I'm still trying to please you. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, with my own thoughts, you know. (laughs) You just said 30 seconds right there, which I feel like you've been saying lately, but at the beginning, sometimes you would say, let let me have five minutes, let me have a minute. Yeah. And I feel like it's been getting shorter as you've worked on what do, like, getting in touch with yourself. Yeah. So. That is so, I mean, even now I'm sitting here mind blown. I'm like, that is brilliant. (laughs) I definitely have to start applying that. Um, It feels really silly sometimes because, like, like, it happened with when we were with our friends, or I was with our friends, uh, Taylor and Katie, at Six Flags. And they were asking me, Ashley, what ride do you want to do next? <laughs> and I was like, can you give me 60 seconds to really think about this? And I was like, literally, like, don't look at me, don't talk to me. Because we were standing in line for another ride. And so I couldn't be by myself, but I literally had to, like, close my eyes, envision what my life would look like <laughs> if I actually chose this. Does that feel good? Do you want that? Or are you just doing that? They've told you what you want. So how are you going to take that into consideration? So it's just a whole mess of things swirling in my head. But yeah, I feel like that has been really helpful for me to just kind of calm down instead of being so quick to say like, whatever you want, and then feeling regret at the end of not getting to say, well, I actually wanted this, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think sometimes we genuinely don't care, Mm -hmm. which is totally fine, Mm -hmm. but learning learning to voice what we do want and then choosing to let the other person have if if we decide to. That yeah, time, yeah. Rather than it being a default. Right. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. have a resentment. Mm-hmm. Um, since you guys have been married, I know you've moved to multiple cities and have changed careers multiple times. Um, and I wanted to ask you, like, what were some of the things that were most helpful in navigating the journey and um, the discovery that that self-discovery journey of switching careers and bouncing between cities while staying connected and all of that. Yeah. 
Well, it's been a hot mess, um, that's for sure. And uh, but man, I would I wouldn't change how it happened. You know, I think it was awesome mm-hmm. uh, how all those decisions were made. I think that the way that we process those decisions evolved over the years. Um, the first move was very intensely um, seeking after what does God want for us. And so we were fasting, we were praying, and we were really being super intentional about making sure that we felt aligned with the Holy Spirit in our decision-making. And we didn't feel right with each other. And so we didn't move forward with the job. You wanted to go to Houston. I felt like I did not, or I didn't feel peace about it. Yeah. And so we turned the job down. And I was heartbroken because that was what I felt like was my dream, was to go and teach um, at a public charter school. And I didn't care where it was, you know. And then um, they came back and offered it a second time. And they were like, hey, just in case you change your mind, the job offer is still on the table. And so I was like, Brandon, they're offering it to me again. We're going to have to go through this whole process all over again because now the decision is still in front of us, you know. Um, And... I don't really know what changed in Brandon, but he got on the same page with me. Do you, can you speak to what was going on? Well, I I think I, like we had a month or however long that was, maybe it was just a week between turning it down and then getting it re-offered. And I think going through it twice was helpful for me to like sort through what are the selfish things that I'm holding on to. And then having a week to just like sit in the, okay, it's not happening. Why did I say no to it? Why did I, you know, to sort through yeah. the like, was I really trying to follow God or was I just doing what I wanted? And um, we took a road trip out to Houston and we pulled up to a Mexican restaurant and sat oh, down gosh. and they brought us over some menus. And I said, awesome, what do you have that's vegan? And she didn't know what the word was. <laughs> and I just started crying in the booth. I was like, we can't move here. My city is Austin. It will always be Austin. So I had a lot of things selfishly that I needed to let go of. And uh, and so for for my wife, I guess we'd been married for two years at the time. And I was like, is this marriage? Is it like moving to cities that you hate? And like, and so yeah, it was it was a roller coaster. And then a year later, we moved back to Austin. A year after that, we moved to um, Denver, even further away. A year after that, we moved back to Austin. We've been married seven years and probably lived in nine or ten places. And so it's been a lot of those figuring it out and how do we make these decisions together? And do you take the lead or do I? And when we're on the same page, do we move forward? But what about when we're not on the same page and trying to figure right. out all of those dynamics has been a constant evolution. Yeah. How have you guys decided who takes the lead when and and wait, how have you guys navigated through those conversations? Well, a lot of times it is based on my job because Brandon is self-employed and he does have the flexibility to kind of work wherever. It really did, I really did take the lead as far as providing an opportunity, not necessarily making a decision like um yeah we wouldn't have moved without your job being the catalyst for it right but there's been a lot of like whether it's job or city or what community do we get plugged into or 
whatever it is, there's always been this, like, I feel like we've done a good job of doing it all together. You know, it's never been a, well, you said this or I said this, so we're doing it. Right. Totally. Totally. But I do think like sometimes there were times where, um, you would say, here are all of my thoughts. And of course me being the two and not being able to formulate my thoughts, I would have to say, we're going to have to wait and, mm-hmm. and come and circle back on this conversation later. Yeah. So in those moments, for me, it didn't feel like we were together. It felt like Brandon is kind of making this decision for us yeah. simply because he was able to communicate his thoughts and I wasn't. Um, and so it did take a lot of time, especially for me. I don't know if you feel like those decisions were a lot of work, but for me, they were a lot of work. Like... I went out and stayed in a cabin in Denver Mm -hmm. by myself to try and figure out what I wanted for my life and what I wanted for my career. And when we moved from Austin to Denver, I just remember sitting in the closet trying to get quiet and in tune with myself. So like, it really is like a physical thing. Like I have to be in a physical uh, solitude environment, you know, Mm -hmm. for me to really get in touch with my thoughts and my wants and needs. Um, And so for me, it felt like those decisions were taking a lot of work and they were exhausting. Whereas for me, when I would come to Brandon, it's like, oh, he already has like all of his reasons why we should or why we shouldn't. He's already thinking through what our life will be like in 10 years, let alone next week, you know, so... And that's one of the ways where we're, you know, exactly the opposite is that when something happens, you immediately feel. You don't have words. You can't put it into words. It's just orange with a hint of purple. And that's like, you can't describe it. It's just that's all it is in that moment. And for me, I immediately react by being objective and looking at the whole picture and reasoning my way through it. But an hour later or a week later for you, your thoughts start to catch up. And for me, an hour later, a week later, a month later... I start to have feelings about it. Mm -hmm. And if you made a decision right away based on your feelings, a lot of times you regret it. And a lot of times I have all the pros and cons immediately, but in a week I regret it because I'm more than just my, like I'm a holistic person. And that's been something for me to learn is, oh, these things actually, like I need my feelings and I have them. And when I choose to ignore them, it doesn't work out well. And so both of us have learned to like, press pause. Yeah. And for you, it's to learn what your thoughts are. And for yeah. me, it's to let my feelings catch up. Yeah. Um, so that's been a helpful thing where, you know, you were going in the closet trying to figure out your thoughts. And for me, it's just kind of letting it sit for a while, getting past all the logical reasons and getting to maybe something deeper in me that um, I need to be in tune with. And yeah. Yeah. That's been our opposite, but kind of a same practice of just pressing pause. And I pause. feel like that's what helps me personally feel like we are doing it together yeah that it's not like brandon has all the answers even though maybe he sounds like he does you know when he's saying all of his beautiful paragraph words (laughs) um but that like we there is value in what are my gut feelings what is my intuition you know right away saying and how can we value those things in each other to move forward with whatever decision even if it is, what do we want to eat tonight, you know? Are there things, Ashley, that you do um, with Brandon when you see him in more of the heady space to help draw out the feelings? Or, uh, Brandon, are there things that you know Ashley does that helps? Yeah, I mean, her getting by herself is huge. Like, 
I love to talk in paragraphs around her, and I love to explain it all and make her understand it all. I love to try to do that. But I've learned what's best is for me to say less and for me to encourage the times where she can and wants to be by herself. Man, yeah, for you, I feel like... Tell me to shut up. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but... <laughs> you know, a lot of times I feel like... And I don't know if you notice that I'm trying to do this, but mm. I'm... I notice I start talking slower <laughs> and I like try and I feel like I'm even doing it right now. Like my words come out in a softer tone. Are you trying to slow me down to that Yes, mm. yes. And I'm trying to get you to just kind of like, I feel like when you're in your head, you're up high and it's kind of like there's just a swarm of bees flying around you. Uh, and I'm trying to get them to just kind of land on mm. some flowers for a second <laughs> and just sit. Well, you now, know? Now I'm gonna be aware <laughs> I, mean? of it. I don't know if your hypnotic tone will work anymore. <laughs> Probably not. But I do feel like sometimes I do that of like I just can feel like I change in my the way that I talk to you, mm. I feel like I physically change in, in those aspects. And then sometimes I do have to say, like, okay, pause what you're saying yeah, right now. You do do that. Um, and let's go back to, like, what we're actually trying to talk about. And, or, like, or think say later. Or, like, let's yeah, pick it up later. Yes, absolutely. Or even, like, thinking about um, let's try to remember who all is involved in what we are talking about. Because a lot of times, because I do see all of our problems, all of our decisions in such a relational way that they're impacting the people around us. And a lot of times I feel like you can kind of shut other people out of your decision-making process and it really just only affects you. Yeah, um, everything is really neat and clean and orderly and obvious if no real people, <laughs> messy, organisms are involved in this and right um but sometimes you need to be reminded yeah, that they like are so in your life and that i am a messy organism too. yes yeah yes. I, I forget that thanks so much for listening today guys be sure to check out part two of my conversation with brandon and ashley as they talk about how they got out of debt navigating entrepreneurship as complete opposites and how they've navigated through their faith evolving. I hope you have an incredible week and until next time with love and intention.